Hey guys, it's Olivia, the host of For You From Eve. I'm so excited you decided to click on to this episode. This podcast was created to becoming a better version of our yesterday selves through the power of meditating, manifesting, and motivation. I upload episodes every single Monday, and I'm so excited to have you here. So let's go ahead and enjoy this week's episode. Hey guys, today I am with Maddie Orlando, who is the creator of Artless Forever, as well as has her podcast with her sister Lauren called The Sister Diary, all about lifestyle and advice. Today we talk about staying motivated, being productive, as well as what it's like to have a large platform, caring about what people think and everything like that. This was such an amazing episode and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it. So let's go ahead and meet Maddie. Hi guys, my name is Maddie Orlando. I'm 24 years old. I'm from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I have a clothing brand called Artless Forever. I'm also a podcaster. Um, I have a podcast with my sister, Lauren, called The Sister Diary. And Mm. yeah, I mean, that's like what I do. I'm sure we'll get into more of my story and stuff on the episode, but that's a good intro. Yeah, I don't know if you guys ever heard of The Sister Diary. I've been listening to it for months now, and it's like, like even at the beginning of quarantine, like whenever I would walk, it would be the first podcast I would go to to listen. So it's so weird. I'm like hearing your voice talking back (laughs) to me now. That's Um, so funny. Yeah, but it's like seriously my favorite podcast. So why don't you give a little background of what it is, why did you start, and everything like that? Well, thank you. Um, I'm glad you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sister Diary really just started, I always say like on a whim, because mm-hmm. I loved podcasts also. I had been listening to a bunch of podcasts for years, yeah. and my sister Lauren um, has been on social media for a really long time, and she was mm-hmm. kind of at an age where she felt like she had to transition, and she wanted to post, I guess, more not mature content, that sounds Mm -hmm. weird, but like age appropriate (laughs) content, I guess. Like she's a teenager, she wanted to evolve online and Mm -hmm. we really found the podcast as a way to do that. So we Mm -hmm. were in LA together over the summer in 2019 and Mm -hmm. I was like, we need to start a podcast. She had like a few weeks off of um, filming a TV show she was on and Mm -hmm. we just, like I I honestly didn't know how to do it at all. I just Googled it and yeah. Booked a studio. Luckily, LA is a great place to do that. There's so many mm-hmm. different studios. Yeah. Um, we went in and we just started talking, honestly. Wow. And that's, yeah, that's how we started. We had no expectations and we really didn't overthink it or plan it. Yeah. But I kind of like that approach. I mm-hmm. always find the casual episodes to be the most, I guess, easy to connect with. Yeah, of course. And how long have you had the Sister Diary? Um, it'll be two years this summer. So, oh, wow. Almost two years. Yeah, it's a great pod. It's more of like a, it's like a lifestyle motivational. It's also just very like advice. Like it says sister diary. It's kind of like you're listening to your older sisters, like giving you advice. Mm-hmm. So it's super cool for anyone listening. Um, I'm sure you guys would be interested in it. But yeah, like you said in the beginning, you have your own clothing line called Artless Forever. I just started seeing it on your Instagram and like other influencers I follow were also wearing it. So what's like the message behind Artless Forever? Yeah, so we finally launched actually on February 1st. So it's been just over a month, which is Mm -hmm. great. And that was a long process I can go into if you want. Yeah, of course. The message behind it, um, well, I guess I'll give you a little backstory. So both Lauren, my sister, and my brother, Johnny, have been on social media and kind of in the entertainment industry in general for a pretty long time since Mm -hmm. they were both about eight years old. And I was at university um, at the time that they were living in LA and I really just Mm -hmm. didn't know what I wanted to do with my life after graduating. Mm -hmm. 
and I wanted to be in the entertainment industry, but I didn't really think that acting or obviously singing is just not my yeah. thing. So I was like, how can I do something that's unique and different? Um, I was originally planning on going to law school, but I was like, I'm going to try this first. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to do something in entertainment, but where do I fit in? So starting my own brand was kind of my entrance into the entertainment, I guess, kind of entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me, most importantly, to work for myself, which is something that I always really wanted. Yeah. So that is how I kind of got the idea to start. And mm-hmm. the message behind the brand and the brand name, that's always something that people ask because it's kind yeah. of a weird name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, artless means um, it's unpretentious, it's simple, but it's simple on purpose. And yeah. I kind of came up with the idea when I was thinking about our culture now and just the nature of being a content creator, I mm-hmm. guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and it, to me, it's, it's just like how everybody can create their own art, but it's not mm-hmm. fancy or it's not pretentious. It's like minimal. Yeah, it's minimal. It's simple, yeah. unpretentious, and that's what Artless is. Mm-hmm. So the brand is really inspired by culture, and I always say – it's guided by the ability to exist in multiple worlds because mm-hmm. I think as young people, we're really lucky to be able to do that and just just always be in constant evolution. So yeah, is how the brand started and the message and kind of what it means to me. Yeah, awesome. How was it? So you like you said, it launched in February. When like how long does it take to make a brand like that? I think I came up with the idea or like really decided on it when I was mm-hmm. coming back from Coachella actually with my friend. In April 2019. So, oh, wow. So it's like a process. Yeah, it was a very long process. Mm -hmm. It didn't help that everything was shut down for six months or so because of COVID. We actually, I signed my production contract on Mm -hmm. March 10th, I want to say, 2020. And then three days later, everything shut down. Yeah, literally three days later. It was, that was a huge obstacle, but. I think ultimately it did pay off and it really allowed us to get everything else in order. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the whole process takes a really long time and I also didn't know much about it. So I Mm -hmm. didn't have a clear idea of how long it would take and, you know, the steps that go into it. I was really learning as I went. So yeah, I expect it to take shorter amount of time the next time, or at least I hope. I like how you brought up also that when you got out of college, you were kind of like, I don't know what to do, but I know I want to do something for myself and work for myself because I feel like so many people have that mindset me included where we're like I know I want to be my own boss but like what do I want to do so I like how you brought that up because you really can go in any direction you don't necessarily have to sing or act or dance or be like the best artist in the world to create something for yourself you know you could create a podcast a clothing line and whatever and I think that's really cool for like the listeners to know it's just you don't have to you know have be like the most talented person in the world just to work for yourself for sure. And you don't need to decide what your path is going to be right now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to yeah. plan 10 years in advance. Like I think when I graduated, I was going to go to law school. I had no mm-hmm. clue what I wanted to do. And yeah. it just took trial and error. I had a few different ideas before I decided on starting a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. I was going to start a gym in LA, which obviously I'm thankful I didn't do that um, right now because yeah. nothing's open. But mm-hmm. I just, I knew I wanted to work for myself. So I had to figure out what my path was, but I don't think there should be pressure to figure that out right away. Like even my sister, Lauren, she's in uh, grade 11 and she's Mm -hmm. like freaking out about what she's going to do when she's (laughs) older. I'm like, don't worry. It'll fall into place. Yeah. You'll figure it out once you start trying things because that really just 
it leads you in the right direction when you try mm-hmm. things and then you figure out, okay, I don't like this. I need to try something new. Yeah. And you can always change your mind. Like there's really no limit to what you can do. So tomorrow, if you wanted to choose a whole new major and choose a whole new path, like you can do that. So sure. I feel like we really just need to lift the pressure off and whatever you want to do, just, just start. Like you said, with even with the podcast, you were just like, oh, she's back. Like we got to just start mm-hmm. it. We got a studio and you did it. And like, look what it is now. So it's really just about starting. You're going to either hate it and drop it and find something else, but you're always going to be closer to your passion. So it's definitely worth it to, you know, try it and fail. Yeah, for sure. I think that's honestly the most important part is taking the first step and it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be something that's huge. And also yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect. If we had waited until mm-hmm. our podcast was perfect or had, you know, like an amazing revolutionary concept, then we would yeah. never have put it out. And yeah. I think people create pressure that isn't necessarily there on themselves Mm -hmm. like and I get that I have those perfectionist tendencies too but I think also you need to be a little bit you know spontaneous and if you come up with an amazing idea or something that you think is a great idea or something Mm -hmm. that you want to try you just need to start it do one little thing and that is how you ultimately will become successful at what you're doing you just need to put it out there yeah and like you said it's not going to be perfect your first time like even now I'll listen to the first like podcast I recorded and I'm like so cringed out I'm like oh my god my voice like I didn't know how to talk like I you know everything and every single time you're just going to get better and if it's what you love to do like there's no limit you'll make it the best you can yeah um I hate talking about our first podcast because like it encourages people to go back and listen but they were a disaster they were literally I know I don't I don't remember your first podcast but I, I completely agree. Like even my, I had like, oh, I don't know. It's just so cringy. Like you stutter and you're like, oh, let me just upload it anyway so I could start. And then it's like five episodes in and you're like, oh, I really wish that wasn't up there, but whatever. I know. I'm like, should I delete them? There, yeah. But then so many people love it. So it's like, whatever. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah. So like we said, Maddie, you obviously have a big platform, a social media platform, as long as, as well as your siblings. So you know, you have over 300,000 followers on Instagram. So I'm sure you get maybe some negativity in comments or DMs or whatever it is. So why don't you give us a little insight on how you deal with that? I feel like even with listeners who maybe don't have a following or a platform, they can receive this from people they go to school with or friends or whatever. So what are kind of your tips when it comes to not caring what people think and blocking out that negativity? Yeah, this is something I've struggled with a little bit because Mm – I've gotten it from both sides, like you're saying, um, from people in real life who have opinions about what you're doing yeah, or who doubt you or whatever it is, and then also people online. And the people online are what I struggle with now because one part of me is like, I don't care what people think and I'm mm-hmm. not going to even, you know, take that into consideration. Yeah. But I also, like, I have this audience and I want to have a really strong, com- I guess, community and Mm -hmm. I want people to be able to reach out to me and, you know, just those people's feedback is important to me. So I want to be receptive of that that feedback, but I think at a certain point it becomes unproductive to care or like focus on negativity. Mm -hmm. But I think as long as what you're doing is something that you're proud of, then it doesn't really matter because, you know, you just have to make, do things for yourself and, I think it's all about being in line and aligned with your own values and morals. Mm-hmm. I think also caring about what the people closest to you in real life think. 
because someone online can tell you that you're a bad person or whatever it is, mm-hmm. which is obviously super upsetting to see. And you're like, the yeah. automatic reaction is to, you know, respond back, maybe be rude back. Mm-hmm. But I think it's always best to just ignore and move on and worry about what your friends and family think of you. And that's really, really it. And also what you think of yourself. And yeah, you have to be the one who, you know, goes to bed at the end of the day. And yeah, feels exactly. Like, yeah. So that's one thing. My um, strategy there is mostly just to ignore, but I will DM people back if they send me a message that seems productive or is respectful. Yeah. Um, And then in real life, I guess it depends who is being negative, but if it's someone who you're not close with, honestly, those people are usually just jealous. Yeah. Or it it always comes from within the person, right? It it hasn't much. Sorry, it has more to do with them than it does about you. A hundred percent, yeah. That's always. I always think that too. Like, even if I see like a hate comment on like, like a celebrity I love, like Haley Bieber, for example, because she gets so much hate. Yeah, she's like my favorite celebrity, and I see people hating on her, and I'm like, what? Like, what must this person be going through to actually have like the decency to say it and like type it out and Mm -hmm. send it? So it's like, yeah, it's really insane. And you really just have to remind yourself that person through the screen is probably going through something insane if they want to make someone else feel bad about themselves. Yeah, I guess it goes for people online, too. It's like a more mm-hmm. of a reflection of them. And yeah, you kind of have to just be like, I'm sorry, you're going through something. And, you know, I personally have not ever been so unhappy in my life to write negative comments on people who yeah. I don't know anything about them and what they're going through on mm-hmm. their photos. So yeah, I guess all you can do is send love to those people and move on and focus on the 95 or 99% positive comments. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually underrated, you know, like we focus so much on negative or we let that upset us. But Mm -hmm. realistically, the comments are always mostly positive anyways. Yeah, I know. I feel like you're you have a very positive community. Like I think you have a very strong built community. Thank you. Yeah, we try. Yeah, it's you get what you put out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I think that's super important. And like you said, also, like if the people around you are kind of judging what you do, I feel like that's so common, especially if you're like in high school. And like, maybe this is more common a few years ago. If you were like in high school trying to start like a YouTube channel, you would 100% get made fun of. And now it's like, those people that got made fun of for all those years are like super successful and like starting their own like launches and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So it really is just doing what you want for yourself at the end of the day. No one's making fun of the girl that wants to be a nursing major or the person that wants to go to law school. So there really is nothing wrong with what you want to do, whether it's, you know, being an influencer on Instagram or a model or a content creator or whatever it is. Yeah. I think sometimes it um, affects people because they're like, oh, well, maybe deep down I want to do that. But watching yeah. you do something that I want to do makes me feel insecure or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I think you're right. You have to just do what you want and follow your own path. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure the people who love you the most will support you regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. But challenging the traditional path is, I think, where you get the hate, but also it's rewarding because you'll see those people come around when you start to, you know, gain followers or launch your business or whatever it is. So um, Mm -hmm. that's definitely true. And I definitely cared more about that when I was younger. I think when you're in a social circle or like in high school, that validation from your classmates or your peers is what's really important. But Mm -hmm. as you get older, like once you leave that environment, 
it doesn't really matter that much. hundred so percent. Yeah. I totally feel for anyone who's going through that. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, really what other people think that aren't, you know, people who don't support you and care about you, their opinions are literally nothing. And mm-hmm. I remember, I think I brought this honestly, this quote up in another podcast. So I'm gonna bring it up again. Billie Eilish was like doing an interview and she was like, for so many years, I was creating music that other people liked instead of creating what I liked. And she was like, and then one day I was like, if I were to drop dead tomorrow and all I had was myself and everything I've created and I hated what I created, like I would have nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's like just an eye opener to be like, this life is for you. Like you have to create things that you love. Cause like you said, we go to bed with ourselves every night. Like we live with ourselves every day. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Life is too short to do things for other people or things that don't make you happy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. So going back, kind of steering out of you know, caring what people think. Going back to how you have a podcast, you also have your own clothing line. What's some advice you have when it comes to staying productive and staying motivated, especially from working from home? So many people have lost motivation. Like you said, you were launching a clothing line right before the pandemic. So you obviously had to be super patient. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of remain productive and motivated, especially through a time like this? Yeah. It is tricky. Um, I mean, I'm really, really busy. So for me, Mm -hmm. it's mostly about organization rather than productivity. Because Mm -hmm. if I don't do like if I'm not organized, I just won't get things done. And there's timelines and deadlines and everything. So I think it's more also about um, discipline than motivation. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, the days where you wake up and you feel super motivated to accomplish your goals and take care of yourself and all. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a great feeling, but that is fleeting. And I think Mm -hmm. more often than not, you know, I think it's human nature to be a little tired, lazy, whatever it is. And 100%. I feel like that too. Some some mornings I'm like, oh, I just want to sleep in and like not work Mm -hmm. today. But having discipline is the key. And I think it all comes down to strategies to maintain Mm -hmm. that discipline. So I think it's pretty personal. You kind of have to figure out what works for you. But for me, I like to wake up early because I've heard other people say this, but it really tests your discipline in the morning and it makes you feel like you've accomplished something like from the second that you wake up. So Mm -hmm. whatever time you decide to wake up at, actually get out of bed at that time. And it just, that gives you some confidence. Mm -hmm. And then I think having a morning routine that is organized and structured for me, at least is really important. And Mm -hmm sitting down for a few minutes before I go on my phone or honestly I'll look at my phone first but then do this but just try to put my phone away while I'm doing this Um, Mm -hmm. I'll have a journal that I'll write in and I'll try to plan out the day and if I'm super busy like I was yesterday actually I Mm -hmm. put times that I wanted everything to be done by whether I follow that schedule or not is you know it's good if I do but I usually don't like so specifically Mm -hmm. But it just gives you an idea of what you need to do so you're not running around for the entire day like with little to no organization. And for me, it helps Mm -hmm. me stay productive and really get things done. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm like super – I have like six different planners and calendars (laughs) to organize all of my tasks. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the same page as you. I feel like organization is number one. I love Google Calendar and just having like a physical planner as well are like my two favorite things when it comes to staying productive. Like – you can make it pretty and like color coordinated. It's like makes you want to like take on the day so much stronger. I know for sure. I will spend hours doing that. I have to like cut mm-hmm. myself off from journaling. And Me like too. Stuff, dude. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like also when it comes to working from home, 
I think having maybe like a space because I know for me like I'm in I'm in school still so I'm taking all of my classes from home I'm obviously recording podcasts from home any meetings that I have with people everything is from home so I feel like it's super important to have a desk or an area in your house to be like okay this is like where I'm gonna grind this is where I'm gonna do all my work and kind of like make it your own Mm -hmm. so you have something to like look forward to I guess and everything like that because it's it keeps us in such a funk if you're just like on your bed doing classwork all day. Yeah, for sure. I think also getting outside, even if it's cold, mm-hmm. like I'm not sure where you live, but in Toronto right now mm-hmm. it is freezing, but going for a yeah. short walk, if you have a dog, like taking your dog for a walk, catching up with a friend on the phone, it's just a good way to clear your head because, mm-hmm. you know, when your space is now your workspace, your home space, your you know, relaxing yeah. space, I think the day just drags on sometimes. And you can feel like you didn't really accomplish anything. Like, that's how I feel sometimes. So yeah, getting outside in between tasks, like, to break up your day, I think is really helpful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, taking, like, a few moments for yourself. So what are some things that you do besides, like, going outside or going for a walk that you do for yourself to, like, take 10 minutes to just, like, focus on your mental health and self-care? Mm-hmm. In the morning, I like to do, I mean, not super intense, but a pretty mm-hmm. good skincare routine. I think that's a moment of self-care that really helps you just pause and connect with yourself. Yeah. I like working out. That's more than 10 minutes, obviously, but mm-hmm. that's something I do every single day, whether it's just some stretching or yoga or something or like a full intense workout, depending on how I feel. I love yeah. um, like health and fitness. So that just makes me feel a lot better mentally Mm -hmm. you know obviously physically as well and then what else at the end of the day I like to leave my phone upstairs in my room and I um, will have dinner with my family connect with them try Mm -hmm. to get off my phone because I will literally stare at my screen whether it's my laptop or my phone all day if I don't yeah force myself to put it away Mm -hmm. yeah I'm trying to get into the habit of like not being on it in the morning and just like taking it away for like the first 30 minutes or an hour but it's it's so difficult like there are some mornings where I will literally throw it and that's (laughs) it but then I'm just like oh did someone text me did someone email me like I have to know Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah I haven't uh, mastered that yet but that's definitely a habit Mm -hmm. that I'd like to do as well one thing that's worked for me is um, putting my alarm on but plugging my phone in on the other side of the room So you have to Mm -hmm. get up to turn it off, which is good. It, like, wakes you up. And then if my phone's on airplane mode and it's on the other side of the room, I'm less likely to grab it when I'm in bed and, like, stare at it. Airplane mode's a smart idea. I never thought of that. That's one little tip that I have. (laughs) Yeah. There's, like, this app. I don't remember the name of it, but to turn off your alarm, you you can, like – um, like make it how you want like some people it's like a math problem that you have to solve to like actually have your alarm stop and like now you're awake instead of snoozing or it's like you have to like take a picture of something so like the night before let's say you take a picture of your toothbrush in order for your alarm to stop making that noise you have to wake up and take a picture of your toothbrush oh, wow that's interesting yeah <laughs> I don't know what the app is called I tried it once and like I was getting so frustrated in the morning and my alarm like wouldn't stop and I like didn't want to get up I was like oh my god it literally does not stop unless you get that thing that is so funny yeah, I use like Sleep Cycle though. I love Sleep Cycle. I don't know if you use that. I have used it and I sometimes use the iPhone one because it kind of wakes mm-hmm. you up gradually. So that's actually mm-hmm. really helpful. Yeah, the iPhone, maybe I just need to change my uh, the noise for the iPhone one because every time I use it, like I wake up shaking because it's so loud and like fast. But like the Sleep Cycle is like every five minutes, it like gets a little bit louder and everything uh-huh. like that. Interesting. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love, it, like, tracks your sleep, like, to see, like, are you bre- – like, not if you're breathing right, but, like, are you in a deep sleep or, like, a medium sleep? Or are you, like, kind of awake? Mm-hmm. So I don't really pay attention to that, but I love the alarm for it in the morning. Interesting. Yeah, I will definitely get that app. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there any other tips you have on, like, staying mo- – like, being consistent with motivation? Because, like you said, sometimes we have days where we wake up and we're like, I'm doing this, I'm going to write this in my planner, and I'm going to have these time slots, and then it's, like – the next day we're in our bed and mm-hmm. of course it's okay to have days where we just want to be in bed and everything yeah but it can become a routine to kind of go a week with like not getting stuff done like we should so what are your tips for kind of like remaining consistent and keeping that motivation hmm. well one thing I would say is listen to people or you know podcasts whatever it is mm-hmm. and connect with people who inspire you and motivate you and push you I think that's yeah. one thing I noticed like if I'm not actively trying to seek out things that motivate me or, Mm -hmm. you know, meditating or whatever it is for you that puts you in that state, then I don't feel as motivated or as inspired. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Find those people. There's so many resources online, so many influencers and podcasters who post amazing content. And it just Mm -hmm. gets you into that peak state where you feel like I'm ready for the day. I'm ready to do this. Yeah, I agree. I would also say... Um, do small habits in the morning or even, you know, just throughout the day, small things that you can, you know, that you can do because when you accomplish those things, you build your confidence. Mm -hmm. And when you feel confident, you're motivated, you feel amazing. So it's, it doesn't need to be anything crazy. It's like 10 minutes of a workout, make your bed, drink more water, like things that you know that you can attain and then slowly build in more habits that you find challenging I think you don't need to accomplish a massive goal or overhaul your entire routine overnight. Yeah. And I think if you're trying to do that, you're setting yourself up for failure because no Mm. one can do that. Um, But small things are really great. And I think that's a way to slowly change your lifestyle without it being, you know, too much. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I agree. Like taking baby steps and also having something you're like looking forward to in the morning, whether it be like, your cup of coffee or like the walk you're going to go on or someone to talk to or whatever it is having something every single day whether it's five minutes 10 minutes or an hour that you look forward to the night before will make you like want to get out of bed and like take that on yeah that's so true I think especially now since you know not much is going on creating Mm -hmm. those small little rewards for yourself or things that you're looking forward to in the day can be really helpful and just really motivating yeah a hundred percent um Yeah, I think those were amazing tips. And I want to do a quick little rapid fire round. I do this with every guest where we kind of ask five questions, you give me an answer, a little explanation. And yeah. So the first question is, who is your favorite lifestyle blogger? Hmm. Like on Instagram or YouTube? I have so many people that I consume their content. For Mm -hmm. fashion and lifestyle stuff, I love Emma Leger. I'm not sure if you know her never heard of her no she I think she's mostly like a fashion blogger but she shares a lot of her life now mm-hmm. um I just found JC Marie Smith she has a podcast as well and mm-hmm. I love her content I think everything that she posts is super cute and aesthetic and I like following yeah. people who share a lot of their life because it makes me want to share more of mine which is a goal of mine mm-hmm. especially when they're like motivated yeah I'm like oh I like how they did that you know it's little pieces mm-hmm. of inspiration so I would say those are my two current favorites, but it changes all the time. 
Yeah, I agree. I have, I like, I have like a whole Instagram page just to follow all of like the lifestyle influencers that I would normally follow because there's so many. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Number two, obviously you have your own podcast, but what is your favorite podcast to listen to? Hmm. I always say the Skinny Confidential just because Mm -hmm. I think their show is so well-rounded. They have amazing guests and every episode provides a lot of value. So definitely is one of my favorites. I love them. They're so funny together. Like they're so funny. Such a good dynamic. Um, 100%. Okay. Number three, what is your favorite clean beauty brand? I feel like clean beauty is super in with like the shampoos and conditioners we're using to the makeup we're using. So what's your favorite clean beauty brand? I love Necessaire. I'm not sure if they Mm -hmm. are like designated as clean beauty, but they have clean ingredients. Yeah. And for skincare, I use Barbara Sturm, who's another one who's all about non-toxic ingredients. I haven't really mm-hmm. shopped clean makeup yet. I need to get some new makeup, but um, those are two of my favorites that I use every single day that are, you know, clean and relatively um, non-toxic, like fragrance. The Barbara Storm is yeah. kind of fragrance-free and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard um, Ilia Beauty is a super clean makeup brand, brand I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to do I some think research. So. Yeah, I definitely need to get on the clean. I, like, started using new shampoo and conditioner because, like, there's so many articles that, like, the CVS ones are, like, super harmful. Yeah. So I started using Pros, and then I've never used Necessaire, but I always say I want to. It's great. I love Necessaire. Get the eucalyptus scent if you get it. Ooh, yeah. I, oh, my God. I love eucalyptus. I want to, like, get eucalyptus plant in my shower. <laughs> I know so many people that do that. Um, yeah. Okay, number four. What's the one thing you have to do every single morning? Well, I would say my morning routine, but that's, you know, multi-faceted. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, one really important part of it, though, is drinking a lot of water because I always wake up mm-hmm. super, super dehydrated. So water Same. for sure. Okay, cool. And then number five, I ask every guest this, what is a quote that you live by? My favorite quote is be as you wish to seem. And I wish I knew who said that. Um, I should have <laughs> looked it up, but... I just love that quote because to me, yeah. it means that you can be anything that you want to be. And mm-hmm. I always kind of think of it like if you want to present yourself to the world in a certain way, you all you have to do is just do that. You know, like you just, yeah. if you want people to think of you in a certain way or, you know, you want to live a certain life, you just need to create it for yourself. And I find that to be super empowering and motivating because it reminds me that everyone can be anyone and do anything that they want to do and Mm -hmm. be who they want to be. So I love that quote. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's like, it's like kind of like using the law of attraction and like manifesting. It's like waking up and just being who you want to be, like not planning who you want to be, just waking up and being that person that you want to be in a few months or a few years. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great quote. Um, Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was such a good episode. I feel like we got a lot of information. I'm so motivated after this episode. It was so good. I know that the audience is going to love it. Um, I want to thank you for coming on. I know you're so busy. So it means a lot that you came on to my episode. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Of course. We'll definitely keep in touch. But thank you again and enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you.